an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go, straight out of Vegas. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studio, Steve Cofield, RJ Bell. Broadcasting to 330 stations nationwide, and we're live, baby. And it's going to be a lot of LeBron talk, but not the same old LeBron talk. It's going to be, what did Vegas think of the signing? Obviously, positive for the Lakers, but how positive? What's Vegas think of some of the other big NBA moves? We're going to quantify it for you. Showtime! Woo! The Vegas lead. So LeBron signs with the Lakers, and now we've got a new look Lakers team to examine. And I think where we start here is you can be easily deceived if you just look at what the Lakers odds were pre-announcement and what the Lakers odds were post-announcement. And I'll give you an extreme case. Book here in town, CG Technology. Fine book. They're as good as anyone. They had the Lakers at 6-1 to one before the signing. Six to one after the signing. Now, what does that mean? LeBron's worthless? No, <laughs> no. What it means is that Vegas accounts for all known information. And at the time, the expectation was hey, he's going to sign in LA. 
But it wasn't a sure thing. It was uh, minus 400, minus 500, LeBron would sign. So, you know, 80% or so, maybe a little bit less. But this gets back to an adage, and longtime listeners know it. New listeners, you're going to get used to it. But remember it. Bookies are bad. Now, not just bad because of the VIG, the juice, the minus 110. Hey, that's hard to beat, no doubt about it. That's a fair proposition. It's just, in general, those bookies don't want to give a fair shot. So what did they do in this case? They figure, what's the odds of him signing with the Lakers, with the Cavs, the main teams, Houston, up and down the list, Philly, Boston. They said, all right, what would the odds be with LeBron, without LeBron? And then what's the chance of him signing here? Now, that all makes sense. In fact, in the stock market, that's what they do with mergers, right? If a stock is at 50 and there's a merger uh, offer at 60, if they think it's a 50% chance that the merger is going to go through, they'll make the stock or they won't make it. They will buy it to 55, figuring there's 10 points to gain. They're going to gain it half the time, right? That makes sense. But the bookies, they're bad. They don't do that. <laughs> what they'll do is go 80% towards the yes on all the teams. Right. So it really was, hey, it was built in. The real quite into the Lakers, and thus the move was pretty modest for most books and not any move at one book. But here's the key question, Steve. And let me just ask you from the square chair, and guys, make sure you understand, when you don't hear, it's me and Cofield tonight. If you're not hearing my voice, it's the square voice, Steve Cofield. <laughs> what would the Lakers' odds be to win the title if LeBron stayed uh, in Cleveland or went anywhere else? It doesn't matter. Not the Lakers. What's your gut first number? 50 to 1, 60 to 1. Yeah, I think that's right because they would have, if they kept the same team, it'd be a lot worse than that. But they'd have some big max contracts. Who knows what they would do with them? So the real Vegas effect of LeBron signing is going from 50, 60 to 1 to 5 to 6 to 1. You know, early on, if you were Johnny on the spot, you could have got a, a much better number, but it went bye-bye pretty quickly. It, it actually opened 20 to 1, the Lakers, for the uh, 2019 title. But remember- and immediately got back down to 12. And even the 20, I guess 20 was sort of hedging that LeBron would be there, but it went immediately down to 12, then quickly when... Because you remember, the, Le- the LeBron odds offshore at one point actually had the Cavaliers and the Lakers as even competitors at about plus 375. Yeah, so the question is where do you, with many stories, when do you start the story, right? Because before is pertinent too. Lakers weren't always the favorite to nope. LeBron. I mean, nope. I know there's been the narrative, and at different points, different people said, oh, LA's the likely landing spot. But looking at the betting odds offshore, and the, the question was, where would LeBron play next year? Is Lakers ended up being clear favorites, but early on, uh, or even in the midterm, they were neck and neck with the Cavs. But early on, they weren't necessarily the favorites. So, as the chances in the one market of LeBron going to LA increased, then the adjustment in the Lakers' odds increased accordingly. This part's crazy too. What do you use as sources as a better? Because this was a completely unique case. If you remember, the numbers started changing and moving in favor of the Lakers getting LeBron based on two reports. The Hollywood Reporter said that sources believe LeBron was very fired up to advance the next stage of his career. And you know the other one? 
TMZ saying it was likely that Bronny, his son, was already registered at a high school in Southern California. Am I going overboard here that TMZ and the Hollywood Reporter may have affected the betting on where LeBron was going to land offshore? I think they absolutely did. And one of the things we talk about, and it's a good time to talk about in July, because soon enough, and I mean soon enough, there's football right around the corner. And with the foot in, in each week, it's going to be a lot of games, right? We're going to be talking the big storylines, but we're also going to be talking about the games themselves, previews, picks, et cetera. But now's a good time to kind of refine your approach to how you handicap anything. And the starting point is what are you handicapping? And you might say, well, obviously, if it's the Super Bowl, I'm picking the winner of the game. Well, yeah. But let me give you another example, Cofield. What are you handicapping if you bet WrestleMania? Now, a lot of people, the savvy ones are like, oh, yeah, I've seen WrestleMania odds. I've seen wrestling odds. And others are like, no way you can bet on wrestling. Well, you certainly can. You can. What are you betting on in that case? Storylines, the writing. Exactly. One of the most famous props in the history of Las Vegas, one of the first, was who (laughs) shot JR. And there weren't actual action on that. You couldn't bet it. But there were bookmakers or odds makers at the time in 1980, if I recall, and they were putting odds out. And were you betting on you know who was likely to shoot you? No, you were betting on the writers. So who? What are we betting on when we were thinking about where LeBron was going to land? Well, we were betting on what his decision would be. But since we knew it was hard to know, you know, his decision was never obvious. Decision one, two, and three, it didn't leak out. None of them really did. So we were betting, or at least the odds were moving (laughs) based on stories. (laughs) There was a point where Philly jumped way up. Just awful rumors that, hey, LeBron may want a team with these young guys. And I think it was a false rumor. He had been searching for schools, although... That one's a little mixed. I've heard reports that he may have been in Philly searching for schools for his kids. But it doesn't, it's all storylines. It end, doesn't though. matter if he was there or not. Yeah. It matters that it was reported. Yeah. And when Fox Sports Radio, which is obviously one of the drivers of sports conversation in the country, when a show like The Herd, one of the key drivers, is saying, okay, he was here in town, or, or at least uh, spreading the initial reporting, if it was TMZ or whatever... All of a sudden, now people glance at the odds and say, wow, that's got to matter. Throw me 100. Throw me 200. So no doubt about it, in this case, the narrative, the stories, the media, that's what was driving the line moves. And in general, when something that is inconsequential, or not inconsequential, when something that's not directly related to performance, meaning the storylines and LeBron's decision weren't necessarily aligned, that's when there's an opportunity. And there's a good example of that in the NFL. It's my favorite sport. I do uh, Kevin and Bean in L.A. It's a well-known morning show. Four years, three picks a week, every week of the NFL season, four straight winning years. I'm very proud of that because, listen, one of the things we teach you, it's not easy to win. It's hard to win. But I can win in the NFL better than any other sport because my nature is as a contrarian Better Now, what's contrarian? It means most people are going one way. I want to be contrary. I want to go the other. Now, is that because everyone's dumb? No. It's because everyone going one way makes that way expensive. 
if you're thinking, and, and we're dealing with the NFL where there's the most volume going one way. The most volume of recreational batters. If you look at all the American sports and say which sport has the highest percentage dollar-wise of recreational batting, NFL is king. That's been contrarian in the NFL is, I think, the best approach. It's certainly better to be contrarian as a handicapper in the NFL than, let's say, small conference college basketball in February. Who's betting a Portland State game? It's mostly professionals. So what do we do with these numbers on the Lakers title for 2019? Is, there's no contrarian way to make money right now. Is there at 6-1? to one? Some books have the Lakers as 4-1 to, as, as to one to win the title. No. The time I hate the most is when my opinion and the public's opinion are the same. And oftentimes it, it is the same as the public, my opinion, but it's often for different reasons. But it doesn't matter because the public being on that side makes it expensive right now. And, and really that's another way to think about how to pick winners. Is this pick cheap? Because if it's not cheap, you know, we laugh about it because you, you use value, right? You're talking about, about again. value. Yep, yep. Well, value means cheap, right? Yep, it's, yep. It's, a, it's a clear way of saying value is cheap. And who could make the case the Lakers are cheap? You can't. So that means you can't no, bet the Lakers. A, a Lakers fan, I guess. It doesn't mean you, they're not going to win. It means if it happened a thousand times, and that's a, it's kind of, you know, the trust the process has kind of been, I think, taken over by the Sixers and all that. Mm. But it really is a powerful concept. The 76ers with their GM at the time, it really was a hedge fund mentality. The idea of thinking in probability, thinking in bets. And thinking in bets means, okay, I've got a 20% chance of this winning. And, oh, okay, you're going to give me plus 700 on it. Well, it's going to happen one out of five times. And when it happens, I'm getting seven to one. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Doesn't mean it's going to happen any given time. It means in the long run, it's going to happen enough to be profitable. So am I loony if I look at the Lakers and say, hey, I see value, but I'm speculating. On what? Kawhi Leonard coming. But I think it's built in. Let me ask It's already you, built in. Yeah. And maybe that's a good time. This will be a good time to give a tease. What would let's say there's two scenarios, clear scenarios, where the Lakers can go left or right here. Left is they get Kawhi, right is they don't. Those odds for the Laker team this year would be very different based upon those two possibilities. And we'll tell you what those are. Coming up next, straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Fire away. When I hear that, <laughs> when I hear that dry read before yeah. of the commercial, sure. I always think when Looney, so JT and Looney right here on Fox, Looney, in my opinion, one of the great announcers, radio announcers in sports, if not the great radio announcer in sports. And I think that's a dying art. And I love that Fox in general, we've got our bottom of the hour updates and all the boys do a good job. But Looney gets so mad when they have, like he wants to do that read. 
And he's so good at it. But when they decide they want to do the pre-recorded read, he'll come back in <laughs> and he'll talk extra before he hands it to JT because he's got to get his words in. So before the break, <laughs> he's a pro. Before oh, the break, he's a pro. I was talking about speculation bets. If you look at the Lakers right now at, say, 6-1 to one for the 2019 title and you say, you know what? I think they're getting Kawhi Leonard. I think 6-1 to one is a nice bet. But you say it's already built into the number. The possibility is built into the number. Okay. So so let's think of it like this, and let's do it quick, just gut feeling. Lakers land Kawhi. What's the odds go to? Plus 250, 3-1. to one. Oh, my God. That's a ton of credit there. All right, let's call it three. I think three to I think that's even a little generous, meaning I think it'd be plus 350, maybe even plus 400. But let's say... We'll say the square chair three to one without Kawhi. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to spend that money. It means they're going to spend it somewhere else. So you're suggesting that, oh, that they're going to have the same roster without Kawhi? No, if I'm saying if they don't get Kawhi, right. they're going to spend at least a significant portion of the Lakers would have that money on other free agents. Not this year, though. Well, yeah. You think they can't either have a max guy come in. Well, they've already they've already spread it out with a bunch of smaller players. So, between the, so does four that and mean they million. can't? So does that mean they can't sign Kawhi? Why are we talking about it? Well, Kawhi's coming in a trade, so they're going to have to deal money. There's from no the way roster. they can deal that same. I mean, that Look, would Lu- be great. Luel, Luel Dang is eighteen million dollars. Well, listen, if they can get rid of Dang, yeah, and it, every trade I've seen, and again, I think the Spurs are in fantasy land, right? Where hey, give us uh, your three best players other than LeBron and three draft choices, and we won't take that. Dang ready ready for some of these trades, real quick, just to, uh, if the audience hasn't heard them. These are speculation trades: Lakers to get Kawhi Leonard, Luol Deng, Brendan Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Mo uh, Wagner, who just got picked, a 2019 first, a 2020 and 21 swap. Oh my! Of first gosh. round picks. You know, if the Lakers are, to me, I find this all offensive. It's almost the Spurs are saying. Wink, wink. We know that no one's as smart as us. And what leverage does the Spurs do? The Spurs have right now not much. Not much. What leverage at all? Unless Boston or Philly is going to bend over backwards and give them a crazy deal. I don't think they have any leverage. I mean, I guess you could say we could force Leonard not to make money. I mean, would he sit out to see? I mean, the rumor. And again, it's always playing chicken, right? Is the rumor is. Hey, if the Spurs don't deal him, he won't play. Now, if he's able to say, you know that hamstring? <sighs> still tight, still tight. He'd get paid, right? So how uh, that'd be an interesting court case. You'd got would the Spurs just swallow and keep paying him? You know, I don't know that it's ever happened, so I don't know I'm not sure where they'd go to court and what kind of challenge it would be. And I don't think Leonard's gonna leave all that money on the table. So to me, this is a game of chicken. Who can act like they're stern and, and and locked into their position when they're really not? But if the Lakers get Kawhi and it's a fair trade, and they have to give up something, but if they can get rid of Dang, I'm not afraid of them as a Laker, kind of not a fan as much, but I'm kind of rooting for the Lakers to be interesting. And obviously they're going to be interesting, but... The better they are, the more interesting the NBA is going to be, I think. I think Kawhi, listen, we've been talking about this for months, but let's put the question back on the table. Who's to blame for what happened in San Antonio? Now, There's been a handful of stories written now that seem to be well-sourced, deeper dives. What is your current 
early July 2018 take on that question. Let me ask it very specifically, mm-hmm. straight out of Vegas. R.J. Bell with Steve Cofield. Who is to blame? And I don't want to hear you say 60-40. Explain to me the blame in this Kawhi Spur situation. I'll go Kawhi. And I'm basing it actually on a conversation I had today on local radio. So if I asked you yesterday, it would have been a different answer. Yeah. All right. So Because I, I trust go. the guy so much that we talked to today. It's Rick Buecher. And Rick's been on Fox Sports a lot recently. Rick is a very measured NBA voice. He's not going to flamethrow. He's not a hot take, hot shot. And Compared to the other NBA guys on Fox? Compared to some NBA people. <laughs> compared to some talk show hosts. <laughs> Anywhere. I, I heard uh, Michelle Beadle over on ESPN just crush Kawhi Leonard today, which I kind of take with a grain of salt because, uh, you know, we all have certain roles we play, right? We have to get all fired up. But anyway. What's, uh, what's my role? The guy wins a bunch of money? I suppose if that's what I'll you want pl- to be. I'll, I'll play yeah, it. That's a good one. It's an easy that's one. one. That's an uh, easy one. He, he pointed out some of the things that you pointed out in the past that the Spurs just do not have a track record of mistreating players. And it's not believable that Kawhi somehow got screwed over by the Spurs team doctor. And the other thing is he just talked about well, the What does unpredict- that mean, screwed over by the team doctor? That he got a, a bad misdiagnosis. As opposed to a good misdiagnosis. Extremely. And the other factor is that the other side is so unknown. The people around Kawhi have no track record that you have to think they're the ones pulling this thing off the rails. That the Spurs just haven't come out of nowhere to become a wild anti-player franchise. Okay, let, I, that's been my take. I know it has been. Now, and I guess I should have listened to you, <laughs> but you know this guy. Listen, he's in town this weekend for three days, and I know he talks to GMs, and I also know he's very close to the Spurs situation. And again, I'll mention Rick Buecher, Bleacher Report, Sirius XM. I trust him when he says it. Here's the question, though: Tony Parker gone, right? Now, obviously, at the end of his career... Tony Parker went to the Hornets. I thought about that tonight. Yep. And now... And yeah, there's also that angle is the guy that spoke out. Yep. And this was something on the herd they were talking about. I think it was in the lead. I can't remember the player's name. I told told you that that was one of the reasons that I still put some blame on the Spurs side because I don't know if Parker and Ginobili were put up to it. But when when Parker spoke out against teammate Kawhi Leonard, I think that sent that... Or I think it sent the whole relationship even further south. No, I, I don't think you're speculating that that's really what is being clearly discussed by Colin and his guests. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very, uh, I think it makes a ton of sense. What I know is this. No way Parker is talking about it without a no, at least a nod from Pop. Wink. Yeah. I mean, who knows if everything's tape, if it were tape recorded, what would be on the recording, but... Show me when the Spurs are talking out of school about another player. So it either was Pop giving the nod or Kawhi in the mind of Ginobili, in the mind of Parker, because Ginobili also talked about it, being so egregious. They said, in the first time in our history, we are going to talk about in another player on the Spurs in a damning way. So one of the, neither of them are particularly good. But if you're Pop... And you're feeling like, hey, this guy needs kind of jarred. I don't think it's... I get where Leonard would be offended. But I also wouldn't be offended at Popovich for trying. Because the theory is, hey, Leonard's a good teammate. He's got other people in his ear. This would be Popovich's perspective. Maybe if his teammates say, hey, this feels like, you know, 
it's not going the way we want it to. Maybe it would have jarred him out of it was the effort. It's, I don't think it was some vicious, you know, malicious thing. You know, the other reason I'm a little more anti-Kawhi Leonard than I was before, and this is another point brought up by Buker. everyone places certain traits on Kawhi Leonard. Team guy, hard worker, unselfish. Because when you're, first of all, he, he plays that they, way. Unequivocally. Well, you know, Buker's point was... He never spoke, and he believes, Rick believes that Kawhi Leonard got those traits without everyone really knowing him. Does that sound weird? But, but they that, don't that, that, Hey, you know what? We don't know what this guy's about, so we're just going to kind of make an assumption that he's consistently about these four or five positive traits. Hmm. See, I, I agree with you if someone doesn't put their personality out there, right? it acts as... <laughs> a holding space for people to project upon right. them. He never takes the spotlight. Oh, team player. Good or bad, right? So if someone, you know, obviously in this country, there's people who are biased against my certain groups or whatever, is they see some group that they are biased against and the person might never talk, but they're going to have, or they might never interact with them, but they're going to have a bias, right? Because of it's built in. If there's a person that's judging a quiet person who doesn't necessarily have a bias, they're often going to apply to that person what they want that person to be. So if you're a Spurs fan, mm-hmm. you're going to want Kawhi in this, you know, pre this controversy to be that team guy. Now, I agree with that in general. Quiet guy's giving you more space. Like LeVar Ball, it's kind of hard to project upon him. He is putting out what he is. Everyone can judge it. All right. A lot of people. Don't like it. Some people do, but <laughs> it's hard to say he's not drawing hard lines in who he is. Kawhi hadn't done that. But I, I don't think it's all that. I think it's also he played like a good team guy. And I was rooting for the Spurs. I was a Tim Duncan guy. So that those two series against the Heat uh, in the finals, I was probably as engaged with the NBA as a fan as I had been this century, let's say last, you know, 20 years or so. And he played hard and he didn't need rest. I mean, he almost felt like a, like a, a type of like Terminator type road. Like not, he, he could fall. You could kind of envision. It's kind of weird that Leonard had such a lingering injury. Cause you all, you, you felt like he could be dropped from 10 feet and he would just get up, you know, rub his hip for a second and be playing. So as a fan, I loved his game. And he didn't seem like he needed a bunch of shots. So what's happening now seems just so different than we expected. So I do think, as we're thinking about Kawhi to the Lakers, mm-hmm. it's easy to dream on the ideal. And if... if if LeBron can't keep him in line, let's assume there's a problem potentially, and Pop couldn't keep him him in line. Hopefully, if you're a Laker fan, LeBron could. But to act like there's no uncertainty, do you agree that at this point, if Leonard plays his best, he's one of the five best guys in the NBA? Absolutely. But there's a massive amount of uncertainty, true or false? Absolutely, around him, yeah. Injury-wise and influence-wise. Speaking of uncertainty... Boogie Cousins to the Warriors. A shocking, and I really mean this, a shocking adjustment by Vegas based on this move. 
first, let's get Kevin Figures with the latest. All right, guys, since we're talking NBA and the Spurs specifically, free agent forward, restricted free agent forward, Kyle Anderson, he is a restricted free agent. He signed a four-year offer sheet with the Memphis Grizzlies. No word as of yet whether the Spurs will match that. And, of course, you mentioned a second ago, guard Tony Parker leaving San Antonio. He signed a two-year, $10 million deal with the Charlotte Hornets. Elsewhere, Bulls guard Zach Levine signed a four-year, $78 million offer sheet with the Sacramento Kings. He's a restricted free agent, which means the Bulls have two days to match that sheet, and multiple reports say that's exactly what they will do. Levine is expected to remain with the Bulls. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In Left Coast Baseball Friday night, Ian Kinsler with a walk-off single for the Angels. They beat the Dodgers 3-2. Zach Golly picked up his 10th win of the season for Arizona. They beat San Diego 3-1. Rockies hammered the Mariners 7-1. Giants over the Cardinals 3-2. For more scores, be sure to hit us up at foxsports.com. Back to straight out of Vegas. All right, Kevin. So we'll get the DeMarcus Cousins to the Warriors effect in Vegas inside of five minutes. We started to debate about 12 minutes ago off the air. It's important that I tell you how long ago it was. Uh, <laughs> Lakers, 12 minutes and 40 seconds, Dave. <laughs> Lakers over under win total. Now, this is complicated for next season because they still could change the roster. I'm mostly basing my number on what they have moving forward. So where are we on over well, first under off, if you're doing that, it's a mistake. Of course it so is. So you're saying you're ignoring the range of possibilities in the future. You're just wishing like a child <laughs> <laughs> that nothing changes. Well, I'm going with a very conservative number, so I'm actually being Conserv- kind of stupid. I need all, to push it higher. First of all, when you say conservative, that means you're saying you're putting out a wrong number if you think it's too low. So let me ask you. 82 games, obviously, regular season. One of the ways you can bet on the NBA, over, under, number of wins in the regular season. What do you, what's your first, in, and I don't want to hear a number and then say, I think it's too low. <laughs> if you think it's too low, give a higher number. So if I'm a bookmaker, uh, 52 and a half, 53 and a half, because I actually think they're going to win 50, 51 games. Okay, and you figure there's going to be some overaction. Of course, it's the Lakers. All right. and, and, a, and it's LeBron. It's a good lesson, right? Is there's, there's going to be a little shading by the bookmaker based on projected public action. And remember, people lose sight of this. Geographic proximity matters in oh, Vegas. Oh, boy. Uh, we see it, and I'll give you the best example of this ever. It's the all-timer. In 20 years, I'll be using this example. When the 49ers played against Baltimore, there's a book here in Nevada. It's a European book, William Hill. They're big in Jersey now. They're doing, from what I can see, a good job there. They have a borderline monopoly in northern Nevada, so Reno mostly. Now, Reno is pretty close to the Bay Area. So they were getting, for the Super Bowl, a ton of Bay Area people coming across state line, betting who on, you would you guess, the 49ers. So... And I'm just going by memory on this line. I guess if I'm going to be telling this story for 20 years, I should get the line exactly straight. But I think the line was about minus four where uh, 49ers were favored over Baltimore. and But the line in Reno for William Hill was five and a half. It was about a point and a half higher. Why? Because geographic proximity meant yep. a disproportionate amount of 49ers action. So Lakers... And we saw this with San Diego with the Chargers. 
on the weekends, and we see it with the Dodgers. If there's a bunch of LA, I can promise USC. you, if you're dri- USC, if you're driving <laughs> to LA or back from Vegas, you know there's a lot of people coming with you. Stop at the Mad Greek, perhaps. I like that. <laughs> and <laughs> but I actually get baklava, really milkshake, milkshake. That now that's the next level. Wow. That, seems, that's seems, the next level. Seems healthy. Uh, you know, it's, it's I. You need <laughs> you need proper carbs, or you can't function. Is that I, right? Okay. I mean, that's what I've been told. It's a long drive. So, not only nationally and online are you going to see a lot of Lakers action because LeBron's LeBron because the Lakers are so popular, but also in Nevada specifically because LA's so close. So, what's your number? I said fifty three and a half. All right. So first, I'll say this. Historically, with all of these new teams where there's key players that are new, they start slower than you think. And and, and the Heat's the famous example of that with the super team. What was that? Nine, nine and ten or whatever at the beginning of the year. Or maybe it was ten and nine. I think the Lakers especially are going to do that because not on purpose, but they're not going to freak out over it because they understand. And this is something LeBron believed last year regular season doesn't matter if we make the playoffs now obviously they don't want to play the Warriors in the first round but if they can be the five the four seed I I think they'd be fine with that now obviously they want to go undefeated but how much effort are they going to put in for that so I but I also think right now you've got to add into the number the possibility that they make another splash here who knows what it could be with LeBron, another splash. So I would put the number closer to 56 and a half. Really? Yeah, I'd put it up 56 and a half. Wow. Now, I would pound the under I've for heard... tens of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, $10,000 minimum bet. I mean, I, we can talk. We can talk. I left out the thousand part. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> the, the square chair is pounding away. I could make a $70 bet on that. You know what they say? I like to have a little something going every day. Maybe nothing big, but a little daily recreation don't hurt anybody. See? Square, nothing wrong with being the square chair. A little taste. What do you think the word? Just gut feeling. Don't overthink this. Blink. Gladwell. What is the Warriors over under? 65 and a half. Yeah, I've been hearing more towards 67, 68. And that's just talking. But this boogie thing has them excited. R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas with Steve Cofield. And we're talking LeBron, the NBA impact from a Vegas perspective. And remember the thing about Vegas, if you disagree with them, we'll bet you. We will bet you. Now, Boogie, what was you, you do 15 hours of local talk here in Vegas a week. What was your gut feeling? (laughs) What are you laughing at? Well, because... We were doing the local show, and it came down at like 525, and we were thrown off for like the next 35 minutes. I'm like, what just happened? And I actually said at the end of the show, I'm like, I need to do like two or three more hours. And then I calmed down overnight, and you think about it, and it's a hell of an addition. Good for Cousins, taking $5.3 million. Uh, But there's a reality. He's probably not going to be up to 100% until like March. So when we handicap the Warriors, there's two different ways to look at it, right? Season wins, you just mentioned it, but for the title, what sort of boogie cousins are we getting? You know, come playoff time, is he going to be a hundred percent? All I could think about is, all right, you do three hours of local, you drive home, you get your iPhone, get your forty dollar mic, 
you record like two and a half hours of thoughts just alone in like a bathroom in your bathroom and then you put it up on SoundCloud and get like 180 listens. Sure. Like that that would be hardcore. I like the $40 mic. <laughs> I'm not going to explain like, all it, the equipment I have in my house. It'd be one of the value, but it, I get your point. It'd be one I of like the USBs. The I like the shot. <laughs> no, it's just yeah. it, it we weren't telling the Steve Cofield story. We yeah. were telling the crazy local radio guy. Yeah. Cuz this is what I'll tell. I was just very excited. I like sport. I still and, like sports. And listen, to be fast, quickly approaching fifty, and still this passionate, I'm still I, caring. I think is a great thing. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest with you, and we talk about this all the time. Most local radio guys don't really like their job. Some do, but they all wish they were on TV. And to me, one of the <laughs> the great thing, right or wrong. I guess. Or they, they, <laughs> I tell you this, they all want to be paid more. Of course. Who doesn't? And, well, yeah. I think some people feel like they're, you know, they'd right. like to be paid more, but they're not discontented. Yeah. This is what I'll say about Boogie. The market reacted in a way that surprised me. And whenever the market surprises you, you've got to, you, obviously your first thought is going to be, hey, I'm right, the market's wrong, gimme, 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 let me take advantage. You better, the market's pretty smart. So great piece of advice, I think. Whenever the market disagrees with you, double check your work. Think it through, ask people you trust, like what, what are they seeing here? And if you still disagree, fire, bet it. But don't think the market's dumb because it's not dumb. I find, I'll tell you, I find analyzing this move to be fascinating. It was what? Plus 150 to win the title. Uh, well, let's call it what you could have found that, but I think the best way uh, or the fairest way to say it, you could have got the Warriors the morning of the boogie trade. So before the trade or okay. b- the signing plus 130. Okay. 100 wins you 130. So if you impute out the odds, 43% chance to win the title. After minus 140. So plus 130, minus 140. That goes from 43% chance to 58%. <laughs> now think about this a second. This is gonna blow this is gonna blow your mind. And and I mean just think about it just for one second. Is the idea that the 76ers actually have a five percent chance to win the title. They're about twenty to one. Right. Golden State increased their chance to win the title by fifteen percent just by signing boogie so their increase is three times for golden state what the sixers are their total chance to win the title so it, it really was a situation that sixers are getting a lot of talk and obviously they've got a potential strong future but boy oh boy the idea that boogie's effect is three times what the entire team of the 76ers is shows you how great Golden State is. I want to hear what you got back from a lot of the radio hosts that you did spots with. Because I think when people hear 58% chance Golden State will win, I think they're going to believe that's value. Because when you think about the hot take hot shots around the country, we're hearing, hey, the league is silly. It's a waste of time. The suggestion would be Golden State's a 75 or 80% favorite to win the title. Let's examine that on the way back. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Vegas! We're rolling on straight out of Vegas in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean? What Geico says, just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. 
RJ Bell across the way, Steve Cofield. And I'll tell you this, jumping in here, I think it's time to give Magic some credit. And I haven't heard it. Everyone's like, oh, why isn't Magic? And again, some people are giving him credit. But the the guys who are the math guys, the guys that have their abacuses out are like, well, why isn't he over in, in Poland watching in March some player they might draft, you know, sign as a free agent? Right. That's not Magic's job. I tell you this, though. There was an interview he did this week before signing LeBron. And one of the questioners said, the reporter said, are you nervous? And he laughs. He, I mean, he cackles. He goes, do you know how many finals I've been in? And then he says, I'm Magic Johnson. <laughs> I played against Larry Bird in the NBA finals. Because this is not <laughs> nervous. So I think... That that's important to remember. What happened in Philadelphia? What happened to the GM? Bootsky. Yep. And if you are trying to do something, look at Chip Kelly. Are we really sure Chip Kelly wouldn't have done well in Philadelphia? Now, obviously, the Eagles have worked out just fine. Are we really sure that Chip Kelly wouldn't have worked out if they would have given him five years? I don't think you got a fair shake at all in the NFL. There's an old there's an old saying: you don't get fired for buying IBM. If you're going to be a revolutionary, you have less rope, you have less leeway. And I think with Magic, it's the opposite. He's got a ton of leeway, and I don't think I think LeBron's goal is to win one more title. And he wants to win more, but if you, if you tell him you finish up six seven years in LA, you're going to win one more title. I think it'd be three different places. It's going to be hard for him to say no. So let me ask you this question. And I put this up on Twitter, at RJ in Vegas, a poll. It came in 53% against 47. And I'll tell you who it came in on after you answer. Yes or no, even money, will LeBron James win one more title? At least one more title. Yes. You would say yes. 53% said yes. So, boy, isn't that interesting? You think there'd be a bias. We had like almost 6,000 votes. You think there'd be a bias to the yes, and it would have been fairly extreme, but it wasn't. It was only 53%. I feel feel very square. Well, no, I agree with it, too. I actually think the yes, too. I mean, think about – let me ask you this question. If you take the best player off of every team, so every team is – handicapped the same way. Their best player is gone. Are the Cavs the worst team in the NBA last year? We're talking about last year's team. Yes. I think they would have been right there. Yep. So if LeBron, now we can all say he made the finals in the East, but obviously that Cavs team was one of the top five teams in the NBA. So if he could have a top five team with the worst supporting cast, how in the heck aren't the Lakers going to be so much better? I also think it's a loaded question because I don't know that he's just playing four years. In fact, I do believe he's going to be playing longer than that. Two hours tomorrow. Lots more to discuss around the NBA. Jonas Knox is up next. We'll see you tomorrow straight out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.